Welcome to the Speak Your Peace podcast. My name is Ian McNaughton. Thank you for joining us. Uh, of course, joining us as he has been regularly, except for the one time. Uh, Scotty K. Scott, how are you tonight? Hey, I'm doing well. I'm, uh, you know, past the midterms here and we're uh, get, getting ready to pot. I'm excited. It'll be, a, it'll be a long one, but it'll be a good one for sure. What's your hardest midterm so far? Hardest? Oh, uh, probably I had a geo midterm, which was last week, and we had not a lot of time to complete an uh, exam that wasn't easy. And the prof didn't say read the textbook, but reading the textbook was like a huge part of it. So it was really, it was hard that way, but yeah, the class average is 56%, just full disclosure. Is that your human, is that, is that the human geo or is that a, no. um, a physical geo? Uh, it's like physical ish. It's like geography of natural hazards, which is super interesting. Oh yes. I remember you telling me about this class. Yeah. Super interesting, but it's kind of uh, yeah, the prof's not very good. I won't name drop the prof, but people who know yeah. me they can come ask me anyway yeah i know people people uh people probably know who this uh who's he probably listened he or she probably listens to the uh, podcast i shouldn't gender specify but they I, probably listen to the podcast i don't know if they do anyways let's get let's get enough about uh, all that. right all right so this week uh we originally were going to have a, a special guest on uh i don't want to spoil it because he's a really cool dude and really smart dude really smart. um so hopefully we'll get him on next week. Uh, fingers crossed. If not, we'll make it happen at some point. Um, we're going to be doing some deep dives. We're going to be doing some hockey deep dives. We're going to be talking about some women's hockey as well later on. Uh, we're going to also play our new favorite game, good, bad, or good, bad, and good, bad, or what is it? Good, bad, or insert adjective here. Adjective here, yeah. All right. We're going to play that at the end. Uh, we only have one mailbag question. So thanks, Scott, for that um actually well actually we have someone brought up something else that we should discuss on a pod but i'll let you discuss that thing i want your reaction in real time um so let's go into it so let's do some deep dives i guess we should start with montreal they're kind of the team we should yeah. start with as a deep dive for for uh, the montreal canadiens the happy tones yes so they fired their coach claude julian was it february 24th i have they yep. beat Ottawa tonight, so they're now 10-6-1, although they also fired their goalie coach tonight after the game, which I don't know if you saw that. They fired I their goalie coach that. after they won. Wow. Weird. That's a uh, – wow. Uh, I did not know that, but that's definitely um, – Price just doesn't – Price honestly, Price owns the goaltending situation in that town, and fair enough, he is world-class, um, but – Shocking. That's a, that's a so, five out of five news drop. It's like, oh, yeah, we're also firing our goal, uh, goal coach, our goalie coach uh, yeah. right after we beat the Senators. Like, yeah, of all teams, the Senators. Like, good so, job. He's supposed to be. So Dominic Ducharme is now the interim head coach in Montreal. Yes. He, Who's no slouch, by the way. So, so we both know – we are at least aware of his – prior experience he's never had nhl head coaching experience however he coached the halifax mooseheads in the chl well qmjhl he's coached team canada at the world juniors twice twice head coach twice i want i want to have this debate but i don't want to come off as like the anti-francophone person but i really do feel like the haves are limiting themselves by exclusive like they have to have bilingual coaches that or at least that's like the whole thing about coaching Montreal and and and, you know having the French you know effect 
in, in Montreal where 80% of the population speaks French in Quebec, right? So yeah. I want to know what your thoughts are. Do you, A, do you like the Ducharme hiring? And do you think that the Habs coach has to be someone who is bilingual? So um, my short answer to both is yes and yes. I think Ducharme is a great coach. He's won World Junior Gold. He's won World Junior Silver as well on a team that, that's a whole other conversation. They should have won gold yes. that year too. Anyways, um, Ducharme is a great coach. I think he'll be a good, really good fit in Montreal. Um, and the fact that he does speak French really does help. And if you look at the past coaches, Claude Julien, Michel Tellian, um, even way like way back in, back in the past, like all those guys spoke French. And I think that's a huge part of like the culture. And dealing with media isn't always pleasant when you have to translate. And think about Montreal being such a hockey hotbed. You have to really you give us some tough questions. So being able to speak French is, a, I think, a crucial part of it. So, Because part of my thing, and, and again, I'm not trying to sound like anti-Francophone or anything. I just feel like you're really limiting yourself when you're only hiring bilingual coaches. Now, I know the NHL is also basically just recycling old white guys for every major position, you know, ever. That's how the NHL works. But I mean, like, I don't know. I just feel like there are some guys outside of bilingual coaches that would be really good for Montreal. And, well, cool. and yeah, you're hundred percent right. But I, and I'm not, and again, I think Ducharme's a really good coach. They just won tonight against Ottawa. So it's not like they, it's not like he isn't a quality coach, but I just thought I, I should mention it. Um, yeah. The Habs also have a kind of a, you're going to say something. Yeah. I was going to say, I was going to quickly touch on um, the fact like, the thing is with Montreal and with, you know, with any team, like you think about um, back in the forties and fifties, when all Montreal could scout all half their team was, you know, Quebecois, Francophone or you name it. Um, and that like the quality amount of players are like high quality from that era were spectacular. So I look at it and even you look at it now, you could, you know, putting together a team that's solely from Quebec it's pretty good, pretty damn good NHL team. So with that, and also, you know, you're, you're going to find enough coaches that are quality, but yes, there is a certain aspect of like, well, maybe we're missing on the right coach for our team in a certain and, situation. And that, and like the hair, like the whole heritage thing, like the whole reason the Canadians exist and why they're the Canadians and why they are Le Habitant, like that whole situation is really interesting. And it's yeah. a part of the, like the, you know, the part of being a Montreal Canadiens fan is, you know, being French Canadian, being bilingual or being just, you know, yeah. so French. And I mean, I, I don't want to say times have changed because I'm like, there is obviously the, the French English kind of, there's always going to be that little friction um, among fans, but I mean, they're the Montreal Canadiens. Like they're, they, Anytime they have a coaching change, it's going to be a big deal, regardless if it's an English coach, French coach, whatever. Yeah. It's just a big deal. And you can see that about Montreal, Toronto, New York, Boston, even yes. Vancouver, like all these major market teams that, you know, that news news gets around and that there's a lot of hockey media in the town. Like it's, it's just bound, it's bound to happen. So. And high, and there's high expectations all the time when it comes to oh, like, sure. like it's win or bust. With how that how with how that team is, it's it's win or bust. Um, I want to talk about the actual roster of the Habs, though, yes. because they have kind of a weird mixture of players. But 
I thought they were going to be the second best team in Canada this year. Yeah, you did say that. You did I did it. say that. I'm, I'm, I'm almost still standing by that. I almost still think they are the second best team in Canada. But I don't know. You have Philip Deneau, who's an upcoming free agent, Thomas Tatar, Joel Armia, Corey Perry, um, Lekkanen, Kakaniemi, and Mete are all upcoming U are upcoming RFAs. Yes. And then you also have the the Carey Price thing, where Carey <laughs> well he has an under nine hundred save percentage and he has a GAA of almost three. For him, that's bad. For him, that's bad. And for somebody that you're paying over ten million dollars for, that's not good. Yeah. So you kind of mentioned it, but is there a world in which the Habs think about moving price or trading price or looking at that? It has to be the right the right option. And again, I don't know if Jake Allen's a starter anymore. I just it's hard to it's really hard to say, and it's up to Mark Bergevin to decide whether if Jake Allen's a starter, maybe they move Carey Price. But again, what team? Carey Price is what 33, 34 now. Like he's getting he's getting older. Yeah. So, so again, you think about what team would want a thirty-four year old starter who's on the decline? Like realistically, I okay, yeah, it's Kerry. It's the name Kerry Price. I know okay, Detroit. Yeah, it's an exception. No, no, no. I actually had another team who would take Kerry Price in a heartbeat. I think right now. Edmonton or Buffalo? Vancouver. Oh, really? I think Vancouver. I who would you, you're telling me you would rather have. Demko or Holtby over Price. When you say it that, like in in a one game season or like in a in a single season, yeah, no, I would take Price over both those guys. But however, for long term prospects, I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be so sure about that. Just throwing that out there. It's a hot take. I don't know if it's gonna That's happen. A, but a good hot. I like that. So I guess my my now I'm starting to think about it. I'm like maybe that is a situation maybe price for Holtby and third round pick for example Holtby's now the starter in Chicago or in Montreal price will be the goalie of the Seattle Kraken at that point because they're I not protect price if the Canucks get price they'll protect Demko yeah and then price will be the starter of the Kraken See, about, I was how, like, how, I, I, I took that here, and then you took that just way up right. out of frame. But here's the thing. I'm thinking long-term as well. Yeah. Price, don't get me wrong. Price is a great goalie. He might – I don't want to say he will be. He might be the starter of the Canadian team in 2022 if they go to the Olympics. It's very real possibility. Who knows? Um, And I just – you know, in terms of, like, long-term and future, like, prospect, I just don't think he's the right fit for Vancouver. Carey Price, I, I just – I don't know that Montreal would trade him. Like, I th- I just think he means so much to that team and that organization. I don't think they would. But he is in win-now mode, which I think the Habs are too. Not to say that the Habs aren't. But the Price is – I think the Habs should be – like, they should be winning, like, now. They should be, like, like Stanley Cup bound, hopefully. And I think the Canucks are in win-now mode too. Really? I think, the, yeah, no, the Canucks should be making the playoffs this year. Oh, I, okay, I agree with that. But like they, they should be, they should be yeah. contending. I wouldn't say they should be like pushing for the Stanley Cup. They should be like in the playoffs though. This, this, I was gonna say this year with these circumstances, the Canucks should be pushing for the Stanley Cup. 
but I mean, I don't know. That's why I just think the price to Vancouver thing, I don't know if it gets talked about enough. I just feel like that it's an option. I just feel like there, there's, there's a chance. Yeah. And you always wonder the inclination of players to go home. Prices from Anaheim Lake BC, which is, yeah, 10 hours from Vancouver, but it's in his home province. He probably dreamed of playing in the Canucks his whole life. It's, it, especially, especially now during a pandemic. Yeah. Yes and no. I think, again, Price has his roots in Montreal now. He's so, like, yeah. right? And I think there's just a point in time where you get to, like, okay, now we're, like, just at home. Like, if you're, like, late 20s, early early 30s, you're just, you know, you're married, and you have maybe your kids now, like, then it's like, okay, maybe I do want to go home. Maybe I want to, like, be around home. But it's different for every player, and every player is different, right? So it's hard to say. So I guess we should circle back to the actual team. I still think they are the second best team. I, I still, I still talent wise think they're the second best team. Um, in, in, ter- in terms, oh, absolutely. Of, yeah, absolutely. in terms of just overall build, mm-hmm. I think the Habs are the second best team in Canada. I don't know how you feel about them. I don't know how you think if they're going to be. Oh, I'm with you there. Their, their forward depth is probably the best in the NHL. Probably. I'm not, I'm not probably the best. They 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 have six quality defensemen that includes a rookie, which is super cool. Romanov's been very good, um, and then two solid goalies. Again, you know we talked about to, to talk price, but they're 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 still you know face value. They're still solid goalies, both of them. And um, the Leafs do have more talent, I would say. As I a, think I think it, it, again, it's the Leafs versus everybody else. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. We that's clear. Yes. Yeah, that's very clear. So. So I don't know. That's why with Montreal, it's kind of just like they just kind of need to ride it out, I think. And they will still they'll they'll make the playoffs. They just need to make sure they don't fall too badly. Yep. I think Bergevin's gonna make a move that could either push them to be Stanley Cup winners or could be like first run exit. They have they have 13 draft picks this year. It's a lot. Which I mean, is not in the first round. Yeah. Uh, I think just one. Okay. So they, like they have a lot of like third, fourth, fifth round type. Fifth round, yeah. gotcha. Okay, like middle draft. Um, yeah, no, the Habs are good. They're they they're just figuring it out. They're still they're they'll be good. So I guess the next team we should do our deep dive on are the Buffalo Sabers. Definitely. So yeah. as of this recording, this is Tuesday night. The Sabers are six eleven and three. With That's a two ugly. seven and two home record, also ugly. Also ugly. Now I think Montreal had a four and five home record. Can uh, we? Montreal, can, yeah, four and five. Yeah. Can we just say for the Sabers, does home ice play a little bit of, of, of a factor when you're not having fans and you don't have the usual circumstances at home when it, when it comes to Buffalo? I think you can say that for a lot of teams, but yeah, Buffalo is one definitely in that realm of teams that. You know, the the Buffalo's got a pretty passionate fan base. There's not to, fully honest. Once football season's over, once Bills Mafia is done being Bills Mafia, there's not it's a Sabres lot of, Mafia. It's Sabres Mafia from J- or February on, basically until until they're out of the playoffs. And um, I think they're just I don't know. The Sabres fans are weird because their their market has they've never in my lifetime they've never really been that good of a team outside of a few years early when we were little kids yeah um and it's they're probably just like so fed up but they're still 
they still like the you know I still love the team. Eichel is a very exciting player, and I'm sure we're gonna get into him quickly here. Um, but I think yeah, and that was in Dali even Dalene too, like two first overall picks on your team, and you still can't do anything. Like it's it's kind of it's it's tough. It's tough tough being a Buffalo Sabres fan right now. Is I'm putting you on the spot with this question. Is Eichel the best saber you've ever seen in your lifetime? I've ever, ever seen play live? I would, oh, Dominic Hassock was pretty good, man. I don't know about that. but I, I was going to say, Hassock, he was a bit before my – like, I remember Hassock with the Red Wings. That's right. just how I remember him. But in terms of actual sabers and, like, guys I grew up with remembering on the sabers, I, I would have to go with ha- or, uh, with Eichel. Yeah, I would say Eichel's probably the best forward I've ever seen. Um, yeah. that's not to say Vanek and Commonville and also Ryan Miller back when he was like OP, like he was pretty good too, but I would, I would still agree with you. Eichel's probably the best saber since Hasek, since, I don't want to say since Gilbert Perot, but. Well, I, I, Ryan Miller is actually a good pick. I actually, I don't, I don't mind that pick. That's a, that's actually a really good pick with Ryan Miller. Um, so the obvious storyline with the sabers is Eichel. And his trade rumors. Uh, I wrote about this, I don't know, a week and a half ago for speakyourpeace.ca. Go check it out. Shameless plug. Go check out the website. Um, I argue that it makes sense for the Sabres to trade Eichel. Um, I I wouldn't personally do it, but I I see the logic behind it and I see why the Sabres would do it. Do you, two questions, Scott, do you think the Sabres should trade Eichel and would you trade Eichel if you were the Sabres? I think that franchise needs kind of a re not, I don't want to say like a rebuild. They need like a reboot in a way. And that, you know, you look at, you look at Edmonton, for example, they traded their first, you know, in their string of first round overall picks, Taylor Hall was the first one. They traded him. Maybe they, and look at, you know, obviously they got McDavid and Dreisaitl and Nuge. And anyways, that's a whole different conversation, but. Um, Nail Yakupov. Okay. Like I said, whole another conversation. Um, <laughs> Yes, Neil Yakupov was a terrific player. Anyways, um, yeah, it's very um, – it's, it's tough to say. Eichel, like we said, is the, is the a franchise player on the Sabres without a doubt. Um, should they trade him? No. Will they trade him? Probably. Would I do it? No, because I think he's a guy you need to build around. But if he wants out – Kind of like you look at James Harden. Harden wanted out. Harden's gone. The question is, does Eichel want out? And if he does, then that's like, boom. That's that's your answer. Wrap it up. There's your trade. Trade him to whoever for picks, prospects, and a good center. I think with Eichel, I, I mentioned this in my article. Yeah. If I'm Eichel, I give it one more year. Like I give them one more off season to kind of see what they have. True. I mean, not that this offseason is really fair to judge a team around because we still have a flat cap. And I mean, the Sabres have a bunch of money because they have uh, Taylor Hall, who's a free agent, um, Eric Stahl, Sam Reinhart, uh, Rasmus Dahlin's an RFA, Brandon Monters, a UFA, Carter Hutton. Um, I, I said Eichel should just wait one more year and maybe they can figure it out and get their shit together. Yeah. But the Buffalo Sabres are very much the New York Knicks of the NHL. 
Where actually, that's, a great, that's a great reference, actually. Where it's well, it's like this is a team. I want Buffalo to succeed. Like the league's better when like Buffalo's doing well because they, for the most part, have really nice jerseys. Like their jerseys are some of the nicest in the league right oh, now. For sure. It's a full house in normal circumstances. Like it's a it's a you know a fan base that's dying for a winner, and they actually do really well TV wise. Like they when they play, they actually do a really good. Like they really pull in strong numbers TV wise when they're on TV national TV in the states. Um, and Eichel again, kind of like what you alluded to. Eichel is the guy that you. Eichel's the guy you trade for to build your team around, not the guy you trade out uh because he's causing issues or he's the reason why you're losing like that's i don't know i get why you would trade him i understand i i wouldn't do it either and there's not a lot of options for eichel either at 10 million a year for he's a hard guy to move because of his sheer value to a team and you put him you know you stick him in colorado you stick him in las vegas like those are those automatically are selling cover bus teams right right away oh yeah oh yeah imagine eichel between stone and patch ready on a loaded nightstand just think about that well so not to make it all vancouver but i mentioned i think to you a while ago um brock besser olio levy and a second rounder for jack eichel who says no you have to go to first rounder they, yeah, they, they so, give it up. They need you need a first round pick. So you throw in a first rounder, and then so then then you have a deal done. Like I'm trying to think of all the like all the places where Eichel could go because like I think Vancouver could use an Eichel. The Kings could use but Eichel. Vancouver doesn't have cap space for an Eichel. That's the you make cap space. I mean, and you and you have more cap space coming up anyways with the guys who are coming off the books. Even though I think Erickson's still on for another year. But you well, got here's, here's the other thing: you have to sign Pedersen and Hughes in the next two years. That's. And those are the guys Vancouver's going to build around. They're not going to build, you know, I can trade for Eichel and build around Eichel. Like if you do Eichel, yeah. up, but they're not going to trade Pedersen either. They love, you know, the Canucks fans love Pedersen. They can't trade him. So. And you trade Horvat then. Trade Hor- Hor- Horvat's expendable. Come on now. No. But I mean, like, like the Kings could use a Jack Eichel. Like Eichel to the Kings just makes too much sense. I think it's, that's the best, like the most logical trade of yeah. like all the trades of the possible trade. Yeah. Michael for oh, Byfield, either Byfield or Turcotte, a first round pick, and I follow Mario, yeah. Adrian Kim, like insert insert young up and coming forward in Los Angeles. That's your training. Yeah. I mean, so many good guys. Um, even even I I think the New York Rangers kind of make a bit of sense too. Who'd you give up? But also in division, though that's another thing. I know they wouldn't do that. It, it was well, even the Sabers, like like the Sabers make a lot of sense too for for Ike or not the Sabers, the Bruins. The Bruins make a lot of sense for Eichel too in terms of just being a mass guy and going back to. But it won't happen because the Sabers are in the same division as the Bruins, obviously. So that's not going to happen. But yeah. I'm just I'm trying to think of any other team like. The Red Wings would, would love to have him. He could be a, a good first-line center on the Red Wings. I don't know who they would trade to get him. I wouldn't – I might consider dealing Manta in a first in somebody else, but – Yeah, Larkin's unexpendable. You wouldn't trade Larkin. That's that's maybe the one – maybe the one or two, like, few guys on the wings that you wouldn't trade. Yeah, I mean, Larkin, Cider, and Raymond. 
Zadina too, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, um, but I mean, like Manta and Bertuzzi, I'd probably I, I'd be okay with dealing with those guys. And then somebody else brought it up. I can't remember where I saw it first, but somebody brought up like Eichel for Skinner because obviously Jeff Skinner's contract is fucking dog shit at nine yeah, million. Terrible. Like he like he's owed nine million, I think, for the next six years. Yeah, at least. It's so, so I don't know if you like if you just like give up a second or a first for Eichel and the Skinner contract, take nineteen million dollars. Like there's only a few teams that could do that, but but again, you you know, there's there's ways around it, and I you know nothing against Jeff Skinner. Jeff Skinner's a you know when he's on, he's very good. He hasn't scored this year, and part of that isn't. People have been saying it's not because he's shit. It's just he's had bad puck luck. Like he just hasn't been able for whatever reason to be able to score. And unfortunately, when you're making nine million dollars, you can't have bad puck luck. You have to score at least at least twenty to make it like. You should score 30 a year, but at least 20 to make it reasonable. So if you're the Sabres, do you just start your rebuild now? Do you just do you just go back and like go, try I mean, it again? Like I said before, I don't think it's a rebuild. It's just a reboot. You need there's just there's just something missing on that team. I don't honestly, I don't know whether it's a goalie. Their defense is okay. Like Dullian's obviously Dullian. Their de- like if you actually look at the Sabres roster, it's actually not a horrible roster. No, on paper it's like reasonable we're talking about them like possibly making the playoffs this year yeah in, in our uh preview pod we're obviously like kicking ourselves for that one but well that's just it's just like you have victor olofsson who's actually like a top like he's a top six player a middle six at least yeah, anyways like five goals last year yeah i mean dalini's good um yogi haru is good wrist the lions like there there's a fucking i like you know stalin hall it, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you do if you're the Savers. That's a tough situation. Um, third team you wanted to do a deep dive on, the Nashville Predators. Ah, wait, I was waiting for this team. So waiting for these guys. So okay, so let's so let's discuss the Preds a so, little. Let's just disclose to fans. The Predators have been hella injured this year. Okay. Is it, it, okay. I think that's the biggest problem. I know we're going we're gonna to discuss a little more, but I think that's their biggest issue. Um, well, Ellis and Kuna just got put on IR. And Ellis is their top, one of the top guys. Sorrow's just left tonight's game. With left tonight's game. There you go. Like, it's, it's kind of like what happened to the Ducks a few years ago, 2018-19. They were the most injured team in the NHL by, like, a landslide. They lost, I don't remember the exact number, but it was a lot of games, like, due to injuries and Albeit 75 of those were Ryan Kessler's. But anyways, it's a whole, you know, they're just, the Predators are so injured this year. And it, it just sucks when you don't have your full team. But even if they, okay, like, so obviously their defense is pretty good with Ellis, yeah. Ekholm, Yossi. Um, Yossi. Yeah, like, ob- obviously those guys are, are uber talented. Yes. Wh- like, where's the scoring coming from? So that that's that's kind of just been my grip with gripe or whatever the word is with the with the with the predators where they have never had a good goal scorer. I mean, Forsberg is fine, but he's not someone that you build your team around. No, Forsberg's like Forsberg's a good like second or third best forward on a team. If if you're trying to if you're trying to make the playoffs or go to the cup with Forsberg, you're with as your best forward. 
yeah. it's not but happening. He reminds me kind of of like Phil Kessel in a way you're like to the what the Penguins had in 1617. He's kind of like that third piece that's gonna like produce a lot. You know, he'll be a great piece as a third guy. You know, their trigger man on a power play, mm-hmm. but he's not. He can't be the guy. He's their leading scorer. He has 19 points this year, which isn't that impressive to me at least. <sighs> Um, because, well, I don't hit like they, they are okay. So, here's where I'm going with this. So, the Preds are obviously tied up in cap space, yes. A lot, they don't, they don't have, a, they don't have a lot of money to spend. Their, their best prospect is Askarov, yeah. I'd say Askarov, or uh, there's another. I would say I would say Tolvanen, but he's not really a prospect anymore. He's not really. That's kind of what I was thinking. He's not really. But he's he's gotten good. He's got a few goals in the last last few games. I mean, but as you said, so if you're Nashville, I think your goal with Nashville should be to trade. You, you probably are looking at trades. Maybe not Yossi, but you're you're looking at trades for Ekholm. Um, I think you're looking at trades. I know Ellis is injured, but you're looking at deals for Ellis. You might be I looking at. I think if you're Nashville, you're you're only untouchable on Nashville should be Yossi. And Forsberg. I would I would listen to deals on Forsberg. I would listen to see what people have to say on Forsberg. Because I think Forsberg, I think, could get a lot of attention being the, the top goal scorer, obviously. Yeah. So okay. and, and that's why I just think with Nashville, you kind of Nashville more than Buffalo, this is a teardown. Nashville's a teardown. You got you got to start over in Nashville. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Especially with you know Rene getting older, um, and it's yeah. Sorrows is not a, a full time starter. He he's a like at best he's a like platoon starter. Like you know yes. flip him. Yeah, he's like a one eight. Like he's nothing special. I'm with you there for sure. Um, yeah, they're saying uh, Askarov's their top prospect. Philip Tomasino, also top prospect. Um, who was Tom Zeno's was pretty, you know, pretty damn good in the world juniors. He wasn't bad in juniors. I'll give him that. Um, otherwise, like, honestly, yeah, yeah, nothing special out of Nashville prospects wise. So that's why I think with Nashville, it's a tear down. And we saw in the world juniors, Askarov was like the biggest fucking wild card of any player in the world juniors. Okay, that, well, that, we talked about it before. That's just a maturity and age thing. He'll he'll eventually calm that down. He's like Jonathan Quick. He very, I think the comparable is like Chris, like really good. He's so athletic and flexible, but he is a little crazy at times. Once he settles that down, he'll be like Jonathan Quick in okay. his prime. Okay, all right. So we both agree tear down for Nashville. Yes. Oh, yeah. I think. Well, again, remember they they went to the Cup twenty seventeen and they had really really good teams. For that time it just happens it it's like flows right you know teams flow and it just yeah yeah you know who they're missing is pk suban you know <laughs> yeah yeah i think I, I think they kind of are he was like you know pk suban gets all kinds of crap for being overrated but i think he was a big part of that team and people don't talk the, about the swagger like there's no swagger on this team yeah, and I remember po- I, I, this isn't necessarily about the predators. I remember posting something on SYP about how uh, Subban was a beauty, and I must have got like six people uh, DMing me, just like, "Who? The, what the fuck are you talking? Subban is not a beauty. This guy sucks." 
this guy blows. It's just like, I mean, he's all right. He's he, he's definitely not as good as he has been in years, but it, he's still pretty good. He was his best in Montreal. Yeah. I think he gets – he tries to do too much. And I think on a team like Nashville, he was so effective because he wasn't like the guy, but he could play like the guy. And there would be guys, you know, Ekholm, Yossi, Ellis, that could back him up and be like, okay. Speaking of Nashville, holy have they had some good defensemen. Okay, yes, but this fran- okay, this franchise has had like tremendous def- like demon play for them. But where like you need to score some goals. True. True. Like 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 I don't know how to say. It. You can't be a baseball team that has five aces but can't get a hit if your life depends on it. Yeah. You true. Need, you you, you, you got to like, score. You, you got to score. Got to score. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the fact that David Leguan is the Nashville Predators leading scorer is saying something, and that's just yikes. They need to go get a goal scorer. I don't know who. I don't know who they need to go and get. Maybe Jack Eichel tonight. Maybe, I was gonna say maybe Jack Eichel's the option. That would be perfect. I don't think Nashville would do it, but I mean, hey. Nashville actually Nashville actually might be a team who would do like the Skinner and Eichel. I have a trade. I have a trade proposal here for you. All right, let me hear it. So. Eichel and Skinner for Duchesne, Forsberg, Ek, nope, uh, Duchesne, Forsberg, Saros, and two draft picks, first or second round. Oh. For both those guys. That's like that's like a franchise-altering trade right there. So just repeat that again. So uh, Eichel, Jack Eichel and Jeff Skinner. Eichel and Skinner. Yes. For one of Duchesne or Johansson. Forsberg, UC Soros, and two draft picks, either both first round, both second round, or one of each. What's what's the move? That's a fucking good trade. I mean, it's a good trade. And also, it, Buffalo gets a goalie. I was gonna say, I was gonna say that that Nashville. that that's a better trade for uh, Buffalo than it is for Nashville. Um, it depends who you ask. But think about this. In a few years, Askarov is going to come out of and hopefully. Well, I, I was going to say they just need draft picks. Like they then if that if you if you're if you're Nashville and you do that trade, you need to tell Eichel we are rebuilding. You're going to be good, because we don't have many pieces outside of him, outside of you. But we'll add pieces like Tomasino's coming and all of those guys. And you just yeah. say like wait patiently for like a couple of years and we'll be. Well, not even necessarily. If you throw Eichel and Skinner in that lineup, they're automatically a better offensive team. And with their defensive depth and their ability to produce defense prospect, okay. like, yeah. And then with Askarov coming in in a few years, like you're now you're now convincing me of that trade. I like that trade. Um, yeah. There you go. That's a, that's a great way to, to end on Nashville. Um, if Columbus, the Columbus. Blue Jackets. So this is the final team that we're going to touch on for the NHL for the NHL, unless you want to mention somebody else afterwards, but Columbus anyways, the Blue Jackets. Um, where do you want to start with Columbus? Where do you feel like we should start with the Blue Jackets? Because there's a million different ways. We can there's go a lot this. of things we can talk about. Um, let's just start with Jack Roslick has filthy hands. I think we talked about this last pod. Insert, insert video of him dangling the crap out of someone. That was so good. Anyways, um, let's start with I don't know. 
I mean, Lion, I feel, I feel, okay. Line has been good. Does Torts need to go? Is Columbus sick of Torts? I feel like that's something we should discuss is the whole is the Torts thing. Where, yeah. It's a good I, I, so I actually don't mind Torts. Like, I don't, I don't, he's not a player's coach. And he's definitely like the, like, antagonist, I think, for like most people. But, I don't mind him. How do I how do I put this? He's won a Stanley Cup, so and he's got a lot of experience in the league, which makes him attract you know attractive to teams and also some players. Depending on who the player is, like some you know it's, it'd be like coach like playing for Mike Babcock. Like you know he's got a certain like aura around him, a certain like prestige that he's got from coaching for so long, and he's very like yes, they're neither of those guys are players coaches per se but think about like how like that how successful those coaches are and what they can do to teams yeah it might suck to be a player but think about the end goal what is your end goal to have fun your end goal to win the Stanley Cup so part of this is going back to I, I think the I think the thing to discuss with Torts too is that he, I think he got du- he got Dubois shipped out of town. Yeah. So he got Dubois shipped out of town. Now, the issue becomes you pick up Patrick Laine, who was also basically driven out of Winnipeg and didn't want to be in that organization anymore. But now he's getting traded to an organization who has had some issues and had some locker room problems or didn't like the coach or whatever with Dubois. It's just like, I don't know. Like, if you keep, if you have this guy who continues to be a pest to players mm-hmm. and keeps driving players out, why even have him? Yeah, that's. Like, yeah. like, here's the thing. Both Line and Torts are their contracts are up after this year. Who would you rather have? Line, he's a forty goal scorer. Yeah, like that's why. I, like, I think it would be insane if the Blue Jackets kept Torts and let go of Line if they couldn't work out a way to get both. And the fact that Line even driven out, driven out. He got Dubois out of there, which is stupid because Dubois is like a pretty talented player and still growing. And he was one of your your organization's best players. He's also, I personally believe he's got higher value than Line does just purely because he's a center and he can play all situations. Line is a great winger, but I'm not seeing Line in the penalty kill. Just saying. Okay. So, anyways. I, I just... How do I put this? I think Columbus Columbus has talent. There's something there with Columbus. I just wonder if a coaching change would do them some good. And they and they build around line A. Um I wouldn't say build around line A, but like you, build you need, like, you, him involved. Yeah. You need you need a he's your best forward. You need to get another center. Maybe Jack Eichel goes to Columbus. I don't know. Like I just feel I feel like I feel and like there's something Jack Eichel to Anaheim, anyone? <laughs> <laughs> I I propose that. I fucking propose that and you're like, no, no, we don't need him. We don't but, need him. We we've got this kid named Zegers who's pretty nasty. So, 
but what I'm just saying, yes, yes, he's really good. Listen, I just wonder with Columbus, and I like Torrance, but I wonder if he's holding them back and if they would do better without a coach with a with a coaching change and without Torrance behind the bench. Maybe he's gone. If if they don't make the playoffs, I don't think he's back. Anyways, like bad coach. No, I don't. I don't think he's back. If they don't make the playoffs this year, which they probably won't, but it's 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 looking very much unlikely that they'll that they'll make the playoffs. Yeah. Um. And again, there's pieces I like on like I like Felino. Obviously, I love Rowenski, Seth Jones, Atkinson, Atkinson Rosalbeck. You mentioned him. Yeah. Um, I, I think these guys have some talented pieces. I just the torch thing kind of bothers me. Um, even their goaltending, they have fucking great goaltending in Columbus. True. Elvis Merzlikens and Jonas Kopisalo. Yeah. Both are starters. Like they're both, both platoon both starters. Are starters. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, any other teams that you want to discuss or you want to mention? I just uh, mentioned. I just noticed our DMs. Uh, fans, yes, you yes. and I both have media access, and our our buddy Jevin, Left Side Heavy Pod. Go check it out. Great pod. Um, he's been like blurring our DMs with like stuff to talk about, and it's all hockey related. Do you want to save it for the mailbag? Yeah, sure. Let's save. Yeah, let's save for mailbag. Actually, that's a good spoiler. Actually, you, you that's actually a really good tease you put in there, so people can listen to the mailbag at the end. You're figuring this, you're figuring this stuff out. I love it. Hey, do my best, man. Hey, I've been on enough of these pods. I'm getting getting better, getting better. Um, any other team you want to mention or you want to discuss before we move on to our our next thing? Um, sure. your Ducks are okay. My Red Wings yeah. suck. The the Red they're, they're in last place. In a tight, albeit a tight Western. Division. I was going to say it's a tight division. Um, my LA Kings pick actually is looking like it's looking not bad, but again, that man, that Kirill Kaprizov kid. Okay, we should we should discuss the Wild for like two seconds. Holy we should shit. That kid has like changed that franchise right, like just by himself. Like I'm sorry, I love Tim Stutzla, but. He's not winning the Calder. It's going to be Kaprizov. It's going to, it's another Panarin situation. Like literally, inject that shit into the Wild organization, and they're in the playoffs. Can I? Can I? The funny part about the Minnesota Wild, or at least for myself, was that um, in the bubble, my biggest takeaway with the Wild was, well, this Kevin Fiala is really good. Like he you is know, still good. That's the thing. Oh yeah, no, it's like, oh wow, he's probably like the best forward on the wild. Like, wow, this is really good. And you know, he, you know, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, like Kaprizov can, you know, keep up with him by the time like Kaprizov gets over here. Yeah. And as it turns out, um, Kaprizov is tenfold better than anybody else on his team. And <laughs> it's actually insane. It's <laughs> actually insane. And the man the, the kick and skate, he's like, he's weird because he's like chunky. <laughs> He moves so well. It's ridiculous. I'm not even kidding you. Like, I'm dead ass serious here. He just, I don't know. His, to me, like, he just, his style, his helmet just looks weird. I don't know why. It just looks weird on him. And it's just whole, I just don't like the look of it. But he's a good player, which pisses me off because he's in my team's division. And he's literally. He, play, he played for the Minnesota Wild. And, like, there hasn't been anything exciting about the Wild in the last five years, other than their jerseys. The re- reverse retro did you see on, did you see on saturday the king's wild uh reverse retro that's jersey porn oh, right there yeah i was, I was gonna say yeah spit and check this post yeah pure jersey porn right there yeah so uh, good um also we should mention this is, again <laughs> tuesday night uh sydney crosby in covid protocol did not play tuesday 
Um, Flyers didn't matter. Didn't the Pens win? I think so. I didn't check the score. Uh, Pens canceled the morning skate today. Um, not, I mean, again, just a reminder: just because you're in protocol doesn't mean you have COVID. Just something, something that puts you in protocol, COVID-related. It's um, people speculating. Yeah. Um, what do you, what do you, why do you think Crosby's in COVID protocol? I think he, I think he drove his Zamboni to the Tim Hortons and he wasn't wearing a mask. They don't even have Timmy's in Pittsburgh. I don't think so. Yeah, well, actually, they do. They might. Yeah, they might. Actually, I got, no. I've, I've yeah. had Timmy's at uh, now Gila River Arena in Phoenix. Really? Yes, I have. It was stale oh. as fuck. Probably. It's it, it's Timmy's in the desert. What do you expect? Yeah, it, it was not um, fresh. I mean, Crosby probably, honestly, it's probably just like he was with, you know, his like roommate on the team, whoever he stays with. And he, this guy, you know, whoever went out for whatever. And, yeah, Casey the Smith. Is that who it is? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. Um, who knows? Another thing I want to mention, um, hockey related is sure. the uh, Professional Women's Hockey Players Association Secret Dream Gap Tour Showcase. That was happened this weekend. Saturday, they played at some, at some community rink. I didn't get the name of it down. But on Sunday night, they played at Madison Square Garden. It was on Sports Night in Canada, NHL Network in the U.S. National uh, TV. Finally. National, national TV. So, so first nationally televised uh, women's game, I believe it. I, I think it was... Um, and in the United first, States, though, not Canada. in the United States, yeah. and first nationally televised or first uh, women's hockey game at Madison Square Garden, yeah. professional women's hockey game at Madison Square Garden. And if you don't know how big either of those two accolades are, you know, playing on national TV in the U.S. and playing at Madison Square Garden, it's a big fucking deal for women's hockey. So for anyone, for anyone, anyone. the fact that it's women's hockey, it's about time. Like yeah. Frank, it's about time that it's happened. And, um, you know, the women's game does mean more attention. And I think once this starts to happen, you'll, we're going to see like girls hockey registration numbers shoot way up as it, you know, it should be like that, but it just hasn't been just, I think purely because of media attention. Well, and, and obviously we cover so much that I'm glad we at least get the opportunity to cover the women's game because it's a, it's a really good product. Like I was watching the NWHL's games on Twitch when they were going on in their bubble at Lake Placid and it was really good hockey it was really good entertainment I, I really enjoyed myself watching that yeah and you look um, at someone like Kendall Coyne Schofield like she beat like four of the fastest NHLers in the game yeah Remember, that was a 2019 all-star game right yeah the one in San Jose, like insane like the women can play and they're very good too and some of them have skills that the men just may not that's just how it is well and, and part of the thing is like I don't want this to be just like one single event like i like to see like a consistent yeah. like doing like we we want to make it obviously obviously it's tough with covid and it's tough yeah. trying to make that happen but making this a regular thing once they get a league again they're going to start to grow the league hopefully and you know get eight to ten teams between canada and the united states and once that happens i think we're going to see like we'll get more national attention hopefully like the wnba and and, and again like 
the, the NWHL. That was really good. I I, I would highly suggest right. watching that if you if you're interested. <laughs> If you want to watch women's hockey, it's not on now, but I, I would highly recommend it. Uh, they might have stuff on YouTube, but go watch some of that. It was, it was really good. Um, Brianna Decker uh, had four points, points yeah. on all four goals this past weekend, two goals to assist. Yeah. Uh, her team won. Uh, Amanda Kessel had a goal and assist. So Team Adidas leads the standings with three points. I don't know how that works, but they lead the standings with three points. I and think they're then, playing like a, a couple games, and they're just going to like – base it all. I, I don't know exactly. I, I don't know how the standings work, but anyways, they play again this weekend in Chicago. Oh. They are on, uh, they're at the United center on Saturday, nice. uh, 1130 AM Pacific, 2:30 PM Eastern. That's going to be on NBCSN in the U S. So that's going to be really cool that they're going to be getting on the NBCSN. Um, they're on in Canada as well. I, I couldn't find anything on any word on if they're showing up on Canadian network. They'll this probably get it on somewhere, whether it's like Sportsnet one or three sixty or something like that. It'll, they it'll were be- I was gonna say they were showing um games, I believe, on CBC uh, CBC Gem or whatever. One of the CBC products they were showing their games on CBC products. So um I, I wanted to mention that because that was a really I don't know if you got the chance. If anybody got the chance to watch, I thought it was a great game. I thought it was really fun, I thought it was really cool. Um, and it was taken seriously, at least up here. Like, the, like oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, it, it, like there's definitely interest and there's definitely is a, a, a market for it. Yep. And it's just going to continue to grow and grow and get better. So I, I'm really excited to see how it goes this weekend in Chicago. Um, any other thoughts before we, we like... That's a good way to wrap up hockey, uh, get, you know, involved in the women's game. And it's again, like we've mentioned before, it's so good getting more media attention to that. Cause again, the, like you said, the product is very good and it's great hockey. And yeah, you look at some of the, like the greatest Canadian hockey moments ever are from the female game. Well, I was going to say, you shouldn't be just watching women's hockey every four years at the Olympics. Exactly. It should be like, like, like on a regular basis. Like a, exactly. Regular basis. Yeah. Um, I guess I should mention this. This is not hockey, but I should mention uh, JJ Watt signing with the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Link to uh, speak your piece to see Ian's reaction for that. Yeah. Um, I'll just quickly mention like good for the Cardinals and man, the NFC West is going to be nuts. So there are four good teams in that division. I'm not even kidding you. There are four very good teams. So I like JJ Watt. Like he's one of my favorites, like on the defensive line when I was growing up. Um, It's just, one of the best people in the world too. Just yeah, he he raised. I think, in the world, yeah. I think he raised. I want to say it was close to thirty million dollars in relief. Higher, fifty million. Yeah. I, he raised a whole fucking ton of money for Houston after uh, Hurricane Harvey, and I think he was only expected like he did a go go fund me or whatever. I think he was expected to raise just raise just a million, and then he raised like over thirty. Like this dude is just one of one of the best humans in the world. Yeah, uh, it's forty-one million. Forty-one million dollars this dude raised for Houston. That's what it's saying on ESPN. What a guy! What a fucking guy! Um, and obviously the Cardinals are loaded. Uh, the Seahawks need some offensive line help to stop whatever is coming at them. Uh, whether it's JJ Watt, uh, Chandler Jones, Nick Bosa, yep. uh, fucking Aaron, Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald, holy shit, Aaron Donald. Leonard Floyd. He's been an issue for like six years in that division. 
for me. He's been an issue in that division for a while now. Ten years. Like, that dude's been fucking legit. That dude is Aaron Donald. Aaron, Don, Aaron Donald is one of the greatest players I've ever seen. One of the most freakish athletes I have ever seen in any sport. Yeah. Like, just insane athlete. I, I, I don't even know who to compare him to. That dude is just on another level. When you're training with fucking knives in the offseason, you are on a whole nother level. You are built different. Anyways, JJ, yeah, literally, literally, uh, JJ Watt signed with the Cardinals. Congrats to Arizona. Not great if you're a Seahawks fan like myself, but hey, you know, yeah, yeah, whatever. What? It is what it is. We're for some fun divisional games next year. Yeah, hopefully Seattle wins them and that we don't trade Russell Wilson. I haven't even, uh, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't uh, come to terms with that yet. Like I, I haven't. The, the Russell Wilson trade rumors are very much uh, like the Super Bowl 49, the ending of that. And I just haven't talked about that because I refuse to talk about that. Yeah, um, just, just don't talk about it. Just, yeah, we're not talking about that. Yeah, um, moving on. UFC 259 preview. Uh, are you going to be watching this weekend? Uh, let me get back to that one. All right. So basically we have four champions, three bells on the line. This Saturday, uh, Israel Adesanya, style bender, is going to be fighting uh, Jan Blachowicz for the, uh, uh, what do they fight? Light heavyweight uh, belt. Amanda Nunez, uh, Megan Anderson for the women's lightweight. Women's featherweight. Women's featherweight, excuse me. And then, arguably, one of my favorite fights on the card, Peter Jan against Aljamain Sterling for the men's featherweight belt. It's going to be an insane weekend of fights. Um just just letting everybody know, I'm taking Stylebender, I'm taking Nunes, and I'm taking my boy Peter Yan. I like it. You got any picks for the week? Honestly, I haven't done any research on it. Um, I'm just surprised that Nunez is fighting again. Seems like Style she's fought, like Stylebender fought recently too, I think. Stylebender? Yeah, Adesanya. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I think he fought recently too. Kind of a quick card for some. Yeah, I was going to say. It'll be, again, there's three championship fights, which is going to be fun to watch, without a doubt. Um, again, I haven't done any research on it, so it's hard for me to speculate. But um, I think all three of those, the ones you mentioned, obviously the, the three last fights, but they'll be, they'll be good fights. Um, just a reminder, we are going live after UFC 259 on Saturday, approximately 10 Pacific those uh pay-per-views start later like the main the main card starts at about 7 p.m pacific so we're going to be on after the style bender of blahovich fight um stay tuned uh go watch that i might do the worm i probably won't but i might um if i have any luck 20 bucks do do the worm online i can't i know i actually can't i'm too fat have you seen that challenge i think it's on tiktok have you seen that challenge where like um like couples they like stand on their knees and then they try and hold their arms back to see oh, if they okay. can. I was, I, I was talking about that. So yeah. I actually tried doing that. And you just need to, you just need good core strength. I, I, I did it and I, I was like, fine. You don't fall. You just, you have to, you have to like kind of brace for it and be ready for it, but you don't fall flat on your face. But do you have the good core strength to do that? Cause not, it turns out 90% of guys don't have good core strength to do that. I guess. Um, I mean, I, I seem to stand up fine. Maybe, maybe I was doing it wrong, but. Um, I, it seemed to work for me. Scott K, good core strength? Question mark. 
Who knows? Are you a core guy? Yeah, I work. I work core sometimes. Yeah. Nice. Dabble. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's the last thing I got mentioned here? Uh, is it the All Star Game? Yeah, NBA All Star Game this weekend. Are do you give a shit? Still stupid. I'm gonna watch it because it's it's entertaining as hell. But um, assuming that they like put the effort in, because in years past it's been really good. Last year's was really and the one in Chicago was really good. Um, I think it's just fun to watch these guys just go nuts on a basketball court. Um, I can't remember the last time I watched an All Star. I didn't watch the game last year. I can't remember the last time I watched. I honestly like for me the watch like the NBA All Star. I watched like the Saturday night, like the skills, like the skill stuff, like yeah. slam dunk. That's what I watched more of. The All Star games, like whatever. I also like the celeb game, but that's not happening this year. So I I don't know why. I just for whatever reason I'm, I don't remember. I don't remember actually watching a live slam dunk contest in years. And I don't remember watching a live all-star game in years. I don't remember for whatever reason. Maybe it's because I was doing the silver tips last year and something else. But I, the all-star game is like one of those games where I haven't really watched it live for whatever reason, for one reason or another. I can't remember why, but um, I'm not watching. Sunday, watch. Sunday, it's like a weird, it's like a weird time. And usually all the time you're like having, I don't know, family dinners and stuff. It's also yeah. usually Valentine's Day, usually. So there's a few factors, but I don't know. It's, it's still fun to watch and I hope the guys like at least put in some effort because it's going to, it's always fun. It's, like I said, it's always great and fun to watch and I'll, it shouldn't, I mean, I honestly, it shouldn't be happening this year, but it is whatever, like, so be it. If I remember correctly, they did a new format last year and I remember yes. people, people saying it was good. It was a good format last year. If I remember correctly. Very good. Okay. Yeah, it was very good. It was like a race to like a certain score and you would raise i think it was like for money as well like to charities and stuff and well that's how i was gonna say that's how it should be in normal because the ending to a normal basketball game fucking blows holy shit yeah so it like raced right to it was like to the end too which is really cool i think anthony davis hit a free throw to win it by like one point but um also that that was the the game where they wore 24 and 2 to commemorate kobe and gianna yeah, that's correct. And that was that was a, at, the, at the time last year. That was like a huge, huge thing, and it's um, still hard to believe now. Oh, it's devastating. It's um, yeah. So, uh, who who are the teams? By the way, is it LeBron versus Giannis again? Isn't that how they did it? Because the NBA knows how to have fun, and the NHL doesn't. So they just do a player have the players pick teams. Yeah, I think this year is actually gonna be like East versus West, just to like cut down, cut down on like social distancing not that it's going to matter anyways but they're all in sync close contact but it's yeah that's the premise of it it's lebron versus Giannis. i i'm i'm picking the team that uh, i'm taking lebron's team whatever team lebron is on i am taking yeah of course um west is way better anyways look at the standings yeah that's true uh should we do good bad or insert adjective here yes all right Uh, would you like to would you like to kick or receive i'll uh i'll kick all right. All right, you ready? I think so, yes. Go ahead. So I have three here. One of them's kind of – I just thought of it like a few minutes ago. I thought of it from Jevin. Um, Patrick Kane, good, bad, insert adjective here. Oh, that dude is insane. There that dude go. is fucking ridiculous. Um, I, if I had to say it, he's great. He's more than great. He's fantastic. I, I can't say enough things about him. And – should be noted, he scored his 400th career goal this past weekend against yeah. the Red Wings, too. And he's not even 30 years old, so who knows how many he's Is he get. not 30 yet? 
Nope. He's got to be 30. He's 29, I think. No fucking way. Yeah, fucking way. Look it up. He 32 might... years old. 32? Yeah, born in 88, Patrick Kane. What? I thought he was younger for some reason. Anyways. <laughs> I th- yeah, for some reason, I thought he was just so young. Okay, whatever. Anyways, so Patrick, yeah, Patrick, I, I wrote, Patrick Kane is is good and more. I wrote down insane for you. How about because that's what insane? Yes, insane. Okay, good. Um, Utah Jazz, good, bad. Insert adjective here. Uh, are, they, it, are they legit? I'll say they're legit. I part of me. I mean, I'm actually like, if you know me, I'm a big Donovan Mitchell guy. Like, I love Mitchell. I think he's a really good player. I have his fake jersey around here somewhere. And and I think the Conley thing has really worked out well. Like Conley's actually looking like a a, a a better player, a real player. He was struggling for much of last year, and now I think he's, you know, he's becoming something. He's looking more and more like a real player, which is good. Isn't Gobert like a def- a favorite for a defensive player of the year? Yeah, he always is. He's but he's like I think he's overrated. I feel like you can get whatever Gobert gives you. Like we talked about that a few months ago in the NBA pod. That was uh, I remember the year you heated about that. I well, okay, that. but part of it too was like Gobert kind of. We he's, did every. We know he started COVID, but we that, we, was, that was a year ago. We kind of have to, but no, we you kind of have to acknowledge that every time you bring up Rudy Gobert's name, though, it's like yeah, but. <laughs> Isn't that no? Don't don't you feel obligated to uh, to say that with Gobert, where it's like, yeah, he's a really great defensive center, but he kind of started COVID. <laughs> yeah, I I think I also um, um, I think he plays for the Spurs. You know, you know, um, or, or uh, Tottenham Spurs. Uh, who's their goal? Is it Hugo Lloris or some? He he's plays a French goalie, Hugo Lloris. I oh, went. To, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I said um, one time Gobert was like a tall Hugo Laurie because he's French, and that's it. That's, that's the analogy. Yeah. That's the analogy. Laurie, yeah, uh, the uh, the goalie for the World Cup, or yeah, World Cup, or your whatever. Yeah, Laurie was the goalie for the World Cup when they went to the finals and won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I just said Gobert is a taller version of him, and that's it. Cool. No, nothing, nothing else. Um, Jazz are good though. I don't yeah. like the, I don't I don't like their I don't like their jer- new jersey. So I like the old one, the old fake one that I have with like the uh, yeah. That's actually those are sick. Yeah. Yeah. They, but now they've made, like their, their purple ones are like from the last dance documentary. Th- those ones are sick too. The, like the throwbacks Malone, are nice. Yeah. The Malone Stockton. Yeah, those are sick. So Jazz are good. Jazz, jazz are good. Okay. Um, I also have this one's actually. I know. I know your answer to this one. Pineapple on pizza. Good batter. Insert adjective here. It is awful. awful. I it is it is it is beyond it is beyond bad. Beyond beyond awful. That's what I'm gonna say. Yes, beyond awful. Um, okay. I think if you put pineapple on your pizza, you're a simpleton. Um, okay. I, I feel like uh, you're a basic person, and you can say say it. Just say it. Say what. Say what. We're all. Thinking. I, I, I just say here's the thing. Say basic bitch. That's we're allowed. You're allowed profanity in this pod. You're a basic bitch if you Thank put pineapple you. on your Thank pizza. You on your pizza. Because, I go. mean... There you go. No one in the right mind... Pizza... Here's the thing. Here's, here's, my, here's my thing about pizza. Okay? Pizza is not meant to be a healthy thing. It's not designed to be a uh, low-cal, um, vegan-friendly... Like, it, it can be. But Have you ever had a flatbread? Yeah, flatbread's good. 
They're good, right. and they're I'm, like healthy-ish. Yeah, I, I like flatbread, right? But pizza, I'm just saying. Oh, like, you're differentiating. They, okay. Like the concept of pizza yes. is literally meant for like meat, cheese, tomato sauce, uh, and if you're American, uh, cheesy crust. That's literally like the four major pillars to pizza. You're not putting any vegetables on your pizza? No, because if you put vegetables on it, then you're, 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 if you're putting vegetables on your pizza, you obviously feel a little bit guilty that you are eating pizza and you're trying, like, just eat the pizza. No, it doesn't, you just eat pizza. It's okay. You're not going to die if you eat the pizza. It's if you have the pizza way too many times and you start over consuming pizza, yeah, you might die. But if you have like a pepperoni pizza once a week, you're not going to die from that. Take everything in moderation. And if, you, and if you put pine, sorry, to get back to my original point, if you put pineapple, pineapple on your pizza, um, not you might have to uh, unfollow us. You might have to just unfriend me. Just, just watch our follower count just plummet. Yeah, no, we're gonna lose two hundred followers because oh, this dumbass says uh, you can't put pineapple on pizza. Well, fuck you. That's what I say. That's my, it's my hey, podcast. You're allowed. You're allowed an opinion, and I'll be honest. I'm a pineapple and pizza guy, but Ian and I are best friends, and we can we can agree to disagree on that. We so. we've had this debate before. Before we have, and, we have had it before. Yeah, and but I Jeff, mean, Jeff just brought it up again. So we'll, uh, I'm interested. Did Jevin say what uh, his opinion is? Let me let me quickly find out here. Let me uh, hold on. Hold up. Wait a minute. Because, I mean, I, yeah, if you put pineapple on your pizza, you're just, you're a basic bitch. You're the, those are the same people, people who put pineapple on their pizza are the same people who, like, enjoy White Claws. Okay. You White Claws like are not good. Says who? Says me. If you, if you literally, they taste, like, they taste like nothing. Uh, I think you're talking about nudes, dude. The nudes are. Worse. I've never had a nude. Hey, you know, you, you, you go and try nudes before you say anything. You, you know what alcohol actually really sucks is the uh, what's what's the iced tea one? I can't remember what the iced it's tea. Hey y'all, there's palm. Yeah, it's those, those things are dog shit. Oh, hey y'all. Oh, Jevin says disgraceful, so I guess he's a loyal follower. Is, is he? Is he? Uh, yeah, pineapple on pizza is disgraceful. It's disgraceful. That's what he said. Yeah. Okay. Um, should I do my yeah, uh, yeah, let's bring it and then we'll do some mailbag. We have a big mail like we have a you know, bunch of mail like a bigger mailbag. So um yeah. good, bad, or insert adjective here. Yes. Nikola Jokic. Good. I guess he's like isn't like he's the guy in Denver. Jamal Murray's great, don't get me wrong. And he's Canadian. But Jokic is like I don't want to say he's like Shaq, but he's kind of got he's a, a dominant presence about him that he'll get you points no matter what. I just love Jokic because again, he just reminds me of me on the court. And it's just a it's just a what like I don't know what I'm watching, but it's so entertaining. That's why I love Jokic. And he's actually a good player. Like there's nothing player. against yeah. his skill. Yeah. Um Jokic is good. He's nothing I have nothing to say that's bad about him. I, I like that he and Doncic kind of came in the league at the same time and they're both Euro Euros and they're they're playing very well. And they're both great players. So, yeah, Jokic is good. Um, next good, bad, or insert adjective here. Uh, you know this person, Armin Orbe. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, if there is an adjective to describe that man, holy. Um, can, I just say, can I just say, um, 
Arvin is like the type of person who is late for every meeting that we've had. Oh, that's yeah, we we knew that. And I we when we we say about nine o'clock usually on Tuesdays we try to record, yeah. and he might be getting on now if we said nine o'clock. Well, it's ten o'clock for him. Now he's he's mountain time in Edmonton. Yeah. So, um, adjective to describe Arvin. He's he's definitely not bad, but he's definitely not good. It's like, <laughs> I'm just looking. There's such. There's a perfect word. I'm just trying to figure it out. Um, I'll cycle back. To, cycle back. Okay, we'll cycle back to Armin. Uh, the third thing I have for you is asparagus, the vegetable. Good. Good, bad, or insert adjective here. You like asparagus? Okay. Yeah, it's good shit. Put some seasoning on it, dude. That's that stuff slaps. Let me tell you. I like. I put it in a bit of olive. Uh, well, and the other day, the other day it's olive oil, but. I can put it, you can put it whatever oil, like I've had it with avocado yeah. oil or coconut oil, yeah. like it's not that big of a deal, but um, it's good stuff. We, we were having this debate the other day about, and I need to do this, uh, like rankings on vegetables, and what are the best vegetables? Hmm. Like a, a top five? A top five, because okay. kale's definitely in there for me, if you saw my story, if you saw the I, SYP story the other day. your story, yeah, kale, yeah. Kale's top five for me, I think asparagus would be top five for me. Okay. Spinach? So, celery carrots okay yeah carrots are yeah you expect carrots to be there peas are good i like peas okay hey those are those are some good options but but asparagus good batter uh good i like asparagus yeah i have yeah i always have it at my grandma's house she usually have like chicken and potatoes yeah it's good shit um okay going back to armin I was gonna say one of a kind, but I'm gonna say extraordinary because, like, and I'm and I'm emphasizing the extraordinary because he's like, he's like far from ordinary. That's <laughs> a great. Quite, that's a great answer. Thank you. I have to ordinary. He's extra. Like you know, people say extraordinary. Like he's amazing. Like no, he's extraordinary. He's just yes. That's my answer. I'm not gonna say anymore. I. I love Armin, and I'm sure he's going to listen. I, yeah, I love you, girl. love this guy, but um, yeah, extraordinary. Uh, should we go to the mailbag? I think you, do you have the questions in front of you here? I have four, yeah, I have questions from Jevin, and also I put a question in myself. Yeah, do you want me to ask your question? I don't even remember what I said. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about what your question is. Okay. So you said, do, 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 do. Uh, what's the best NHL video game of all time can, can be any platform. There's yeah. two that stick out to me, but I want to know what you think first. I have three. That, okay. Like, kind of, I haven't, again, I haven't played uh, like a whole wealth. I haven't played like, every single game, like up until. Yeah, no, you and I like haven't been regular on like the gaming as of recently we have been, but like into like since high yeah. school, probably not. Probably not. Um, I just got NHL 19. I think NHL 19 is great. Um, 21 is really good. NHL 14 is OG. Um, NHL Slapshot for the Wii. That one, that game was actually, uh, that's one of the ones you're going to say, yeah. That one was unreal. 06, I remember playing on Ian's GameCube. That that one slaps. The, the players in that game, holy shit. There's it's, so many good players in that player in 06. It's ridiculous. Um I have the, I'm gonna say three. Oh six, NHL Slapshot and NHL nineteen. That's those are my answers. Okay. Yeah. Um I was gonna say Slapshot on Wii. Yep. That was really fun. 
That was like oh we got we got that for Christmas one year, and I don't think we left the house like for like the entire holidays until we had to go back to school because we were just playing <laughs> slap shot. Just session, yeah. Just session slap shot. It was actually like the I don't want to say the last fun game, but it was it was fun. Oh, it was so much fun. And then the other game I was gonna say is NHL Hits Pro on the GameCube. Oh I, yeah. I have I have said to people. Um, like I will dominate anybody in NHL hits, bro. I can't, I can't beat you in any of these modern games. If you've played me in like NHL 19, you know what I'm like. I can't beat you in NHL 19, any like NHL 21. I won't beat you in, but NHL hits pro, I will kill anybody in. You beat me once, and it was it was Jonathan Taves, but that's a whole. Oh thing. yes, that yes, that's the one time thing that I only bring up just to uh, annoy you. But okay, in so terms of like in terms of like if you and I just played right now like NHL 21, you would probably beat me. Like just a play now thing, you would probably beat me. Um, and then and and even NHL 06 is what I have on the GameCube. I lose to the computer more often than I should, and that's probably why I don't like that game as much as I do. I feel like 06 is kind of hard though. It's like it's it hard. is. It's it's the, a, shooting, it's, the shooting graphics, oh, the shooting engine is really tricky. And it's also like kind of like dead puck era too, where it's very much a defensive game as well. So that's why I don't yeah. like the NHL 06. Uh, yeah, do, yeah. do you have the other uh, mailbag questions in front of you from Jevin uh, of the Left Side Heavy podcast? Go check out his stuff. Uh, you can, you know, check out our stuff on Spotify. Check out his stuff on Spotify. You can check out our stuff on Apple Podcasts. Check out his stuff on Apple Podcasts. Uh, shout out Jevin. What does he got to say? What does he got to ask? He's got four questions. and. They're all actually really good. Or, I don't know, sorry, three questions. Uh, one of the ones was he asked about good, bad, insert adjective, pineapple and pizza. Yeah. Um, he said cake or pie, question mark, and whichever one you choose, give us your top three, like, flavors or options. Or... Okay. Pick one and then give us your top three. I'll say cake. Great answer. I'll say pie is very close. I love, especially homemade pies. When my grandmother makes a, no, no cake can beat a pie made by my grandma. Okay. But I'll say, I'll say cakes. I'll say cakes. Cool. Three, you might not like this one, is red velvet. Okay. I like red velvet. Respect. Um, How do I want to do this? Number two, I'll go with an angel food cake. Yeah. I like angel food cakes. We've always had angel food cakes for my birthday. That's one of mine too. I love I love an angel food cake. Yep. Um, if I number one, ah, damn it, stuff. I'll say an ice cream cake. Okay. Hey, those are good answers. I like it. I, I I I might get hate for red velvet because red velvet is very much like a hit or miss. Like you either love it or you hate it. But I feel like those would be my top three. I could also give my three answers for pie too. Maybe I'll do that after you. Sure. But but um, I'm with I'm cake too. Chocolate angel food. Um, oh, wow. Um, if you couldn't, if you haven't seen us in person, you would know that I'm more of a cake guy than Scott just by looking at both of us. Anyways, okay. <laughs> um, I've always been a huge chocolate cake snob. Every every birthday, chocolate cake. Um, last or not yeah, twenty my twenty nineteen birthday. So when I turned nineteen, um, my 
my coworker on my floor got me a really good chocolate cake. I'm still trying to figure out which one it is um, from Save On Foods, but it's, it's so, so, so good. It was like a chocolate, like kind of ice cream cake, but not. Like a mousse almost? Yes, that's that's the word. I was in for mousse, yeah. It's a, it was like a mousse cake. So that's probably my, my favorite cake. So um, yeah, I'm definitely a cake guy. I'm not a big pie guy, but. If I had to, if I had to say pies, it's like apple, pumpkin, yep. lemon ring. Not necessarily in that all order. You can all mix it up. But my grandmother makes so many, like she makes all those pies. And oh my God, I just love those. Oh, yeah, that's good shit. I'm just thinking about it now. Now I'm going to be thinking about pies and cakes when I go to bed. Um, yeah. What's the ne- other questions for Melbourne? So, um, next question. Jevin says, you need an o- overtime goal to save your life. What lineup are you choosing? Okay. Chicago with Kane, DeBrinkett, and Keith, or Buffalo with Eichel, Hall, slash Olafson, and Dalene. And remember your goalie. Don't forget who your goalie is. So it'd be, it'd be Lankin in Chicago and it'd be Hutton. In. I guess it's Hutton now technically because Hutton's playing for the. I would take I would take Buffalo. Okay. I would take. I, I mean, Kane again. Kane and Keith DeBrincat's even come back this year. He's looked really good. Um, yeah. I'll just say Buffalo because I I like uh, I like Eichel, I like Hall, and I like Darlene. The problem with Buffalo is that I think all those players would be even better if they weren't in Buffalo. Oh, a hundred percent. Darlene, superstar. Like the pro- the thing that the reason that they part the fact they have a Sabres logo on them, I think I don't think makes them as like it kind of lowers their value, but they're still talented players. So I that's why yeah. I went with them. No, and Chicago is yeah. really fucking good too. So. Chicago's good. I would gonna say Chicago purely because of Patrick Kane and the fact that he might win the heart this year. And he probably sh- he, based on what the description of the award says, he probably should win the heart. It's him or Matthews, I think, right now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Anyways, that's that's the conversation for later. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, we'll do that another time. Uh, any other mailbag questions? Yes. Um, what team? In, this is from Jevin again. Yes. Uh, yes. What team in the NHL that isn't in the play, in the playoff spot do you see in the playoffs at the end of the year? And what team is in that you see not making it? I just gotta pull these standings now. I gotta. Yeah, I gotta put the standings back on here. Um, that's a, Are you gonna yeah. say the Ducks? No, no, they're not gonna make the playoffs. Um, I would say. A team that's not in that will make it. Oh, that's tricky. I'm gonna say Calgary because I have a blasty jersey, so I feel obligated <laughs> to say Calgary will get in. Over what team? Yeah, over Win- oh, shit. Um I'll say Winnipeg. Calgary gets in <laughs> over Winnipeg. <laughs> There's no way. What what is the actual points right now? Hold on. Um, I I would uh seven point <laughs> I would pick again, big guy. Um, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say Pittsburgh for me. That's not a bad answer either. My New York Islanders are tied for first in the East, by the way. Yeah, they're sick. We we know the Islanders are sick. No, they are not sick. They're just dominating everybody with a boring defensive game, and then Dude, Barzell scores enough goals. Barzell's MVP. Uh, what's a team that you see in that's not going to make it? Oh, um, Boss. No, I can't say Boston. Can't say Boston. Um, that's in that will make it. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say Minnesota, but they're going to make it. That's actually not – I was kind of thinking about that. I, that's not a horrible um... – um, My actual answer is Chicago. Okay. Because they're currently in the playoff spot. I think one of Columbus or Nashville will actually overtake them. 
Lankinen's going to start letting in four goals a game. But, again, who knows? Maybe I'll be very wrong. But, Chicago. There's no easy answer when it comes to this. Also, let's not forget, Dallas has played, like, seven less games than um, than Chicago. So, or six less games. So, they're, like, got hella games in hand. They're in last place right now, by the way, um, in the Discover Central Division. But, um, yeah, we'll see. we'll see what happens. Because I'm well, I'm looking at points percentage, right? Not actual yeah. points, because points oh, percentage okay. is. Um, yeah. Dare I say Philadelphia? No, dude, they're they're going to Cup final. We knew that. We've talked about this before. Because you know what, dude, fuck. I'm trying to think. I mean. You know what? Maybe Edmonton. I'll, I'll say uh, here's the thing. So maybe Calgary gets in over Edmonton. Okay. And part of that because because I I fuck I I mean who the hell knows who's good in in Canada outside of Toronto? Yeah. Like yeah, I I like yeah. like it, it's 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 a shit show in Canada and anything can happen. Like I think I saw something where the Canucks like mathematically can only afford nine more regulation losses or else they're like out of the playoffs. Wow. <laughs> That's not a lot. It's not a lot of wiggle room. So the yes. Yeah. So three more games. Yeah. So nine more regulation losses for the Canucks. I I don't know. I mean, if you go through each division as again, as we're recording this on Tuesday. The top three in the central are locks with Tampa, Carolina, and Florida. Oh, yeah, I, I would think so. So it's either between Chicago, Dallas. Yeah. The, the West, I mean, I think you have your four teams locked up in the West, essentially. Barring... Oh, well, I'd say three. I'd say Vegas, St. Louis, Colorado, like we said off the top, are still like locked in. It's I I don't know I feel like you have your four teams like I don't see L A or Phoenix making a run or San Jose or Anaheim no offense I'm sorry but nope, I, I don't I don't see either of those teams making a yeah. run Minnesota's okay. got some new energy the Blues are obviously looking really good the Abs and Knights are obviously looking really good yeah, yeah. I okay. here's the thing I was saying about this when I was watching the Tahoe game with the Flyers yeah there are times where I want to say that they're overrated and they're actually not that good the flyers yeah i think carter hart's good and i know people were shitting on carter hart after the tahoe game because he let in five goals in a couple weak ones i think i think carter hart's good i mean i don't think van reemstein is really as good as he's been showing he's just he's shooting the lights out he's on like a super highest uh shot percentage which you know fair enough but that that's gonna come down it's not that's gonna that's gonna come down. I don't know about Giroux and Voracek. I I I I mean their defense I think is fine too. But you think about Kachuri and Konechny though. Those two guys are legit. Those are the two guys you are leaning on if you're Philadelphia, which I think worries me a little. Like you're leaning on Kachuri, Konechny, your defense, like, like your defense with Provorov, Sanheim, my At least defense is good, man. I know they're, that's they're, a, that's the thing about Philly is that their defense is really good. Yeah. So they're very and good. Carter Hart. And yeah, so um, 
I'll I'll Lakers say don't. Edmonton doesn't make the playoffs because even my father, who's an Oilers fan, doesn't have faith. Hmm. He's like very skeptical about the Oilers. You know, makes my dad too. He's an Oilers fan. He's we've had some good chats. He's a little skeptical too. I still think they're a playoff team, but again, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, it's not like Calgary has looked anything like a playoff team either. Oh, God, no. no. Like, it's not like Calgary or Vancouver are right there for the taking to take, like, the fourth spot. No, right now Montreal's in fourth place in that division. Yeah, and we did a whole segment about why we think the Habs are going to get better and make the playoffs, so we can't really, yeah. like, take them out. Uh, yeah. I should mention, um, the Oilers got shut out twice by the Maple Leafs to the Maple Leafs' backup goaltenders. Michael Hutchinson shut out the Leafs last night, or shut out the Oilers last night. Really? I'd yeah. Say. I feel like I should mention that. Um, anyways, anything else before we go here? Nope. Final oh. hot takes? Final, oh. final things? Oh, final hot takes. Um, wow. Um, oh, that's tough. Vancouver trades um, Jake Vertanen in the next month. Uh, did, did you see the Vertanen for Heinen uh, uh, rumors that were going around with them? I've seen that, and a lot of people I've I'm like on a Facebook group for like Ducks fans and stuff. Yes. A lot of people are like anti Jake Vertanen. They're like, no, this guy sucks. But I think there's a place for him on that team. Are for, you are, are you a Jake Vertanen stan? I would say I'm a fan of him, but a stan, a stan. You're a Jake Vertanen stan. That's what you are. You stan Jake Vertanen. Yeah, I can, I can. He's, you know, he's got a place. I think he just needs a fresh start. I think Vancouver, there's too much pressure on him to like be the sixth overall pick that he was in 14. He just had never been that. But he'll be a key, like, contributing bottom six forward on the Ducks once they're good. And if there's a place where there's absolutely no pressure whatsoever, that was Southern California. It's Anaheim. Yeah. Well, Arizona is a more less pressure place, but well, that's a talk about the Coyotes in their situation. Good God, that's a a story for another pod. Yeah, that's another pod. Um, I saw the other thing. I think I saw was, but not to make this all ducks now, but like Derek Grant. I think I saw for Vertanen. What? Yeah, the Ducks win that trade easily. Derek Grant's nothing special. Neither Vertanen. Okay, well. At least Vertanen has like a, has flashes of more skill. Derek Grant's a very good role player, but the Canucks have like five of those guys already. You don't need a sixth one. No, what did no? The Ducks are actually just trading for Vertanen so they can get a guy who like shoots and misses the net and have it go all the way around the board so it goes out of play and then nobody can stop it. That's what Anaheim really needs, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, bombs fires it five feet over the net and it wins. <laughs> Um, my I'm final. I'm not even kidding you. Like, Chief, I love you, but you shoot the puck way too high sometimes. And yeah, I t- okay, I should tell the quick story of me playing second year Pee Wee. Uh, our coach was Simon Hudson. Goat coach. Okay. Go, go coach. Liam Hudson on the team. Um, we were struggling. I think it was against West Van. We were struggling. Like we like had some good opportunities, but we weren't scoring. And coach just like, you guys got to get the puck high. Simon's saying you got to shoot the puck high. Like you know. You're getting rebounds, which is good, but you got to shoot the puck high because he can't stop anything high. He struggled with stuff that's being shoot, like that's you know being shot high. Sure. Um, so one time after a faceoff, I completely read this play. I it was at the left faceoff circle, and I was the right winger. 
Like I was in the middle of the ice and I read this play. Like I could see wh what was happening and where, where the puck was going. So I picked it off. I intercepted the puck. One of like the few smart plays I actually made in my uh, hockey career. I pretty much was left all alone in the slot. I had so much space. I shot the puck high. I managed to get it up and like not shoot at the pads and get it up high. And it went over the net. It went over the shoulder. It went over the post and it just went over the net. Yeah. You just completely botched a shot right in the middle of the slot. Yeah. In the house. Yeah. Man, that's tough. Didn't, and even, hit not, Didn't even hit the net, bro. Come on. No, exactly. And that was like, I worked so hard. I read that play. I knew it was happening. I had the opportunity and I fucked it up. And, that happened, that and happened. Simon's just like, ah, oh, you shot a little too high. Yeah, there was uh, my uh, on my birthday. It was our first home game, my last year of hockey. Um, I had like six chances that were like grade A. I yes. had to post three times. Yeah, I remember. I was at that game too. You were so close. And... I was so close, man. I was like, oh, I gotta score my my first last home game. Uh, my, I mean, I, I already picked my fights for the week. I got um, Stylebender out of like Adesanya winning. Uh, I got Nunes. I got Peter Jan. I got Team LeBron winning. Um, any other hot takes that I got? Um, somebody's going to get traded from the Red Wings. I don't know who, but somebody is going to get shipped out, moved. I don't know that it's Manta. Uh, I don't know that it's Evgeny Svechnikov, who uh, has bursted onto the scene lately in the Red Wings world. Um, but somebody, honestly, someone needs to get yeah. fired for wearing those reverse retro jerseys for designing that. Dude, they weren't that. They weren't that. Bad. They were fucking ugly. Are you? They, they were dog shit. I don't think they were that bad. They just could have gone with a better design. Like they should. Oh, what they should have done is they should have done. Remember the Winter Classic in I think it was twenty fourteen. Oh, they should. There's like a a billion different ways that they could have gone. Like this. This is ugly. Yeah, those are, actually, those are practice jerseys. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. Um, horrible combo. Um, They're not the worst in the league, though. Uh, who is who is the worst? I actually don't mind Toronto's, by the way. The Leafs, like, yeah, probably the, probably the Islanders because it's just their jersey. But it's actually no, that's actually a nice jersey. It's just a shitty oh, reverse retro. Shitty reverse retro. Okay. Um, the wow, the worst reverse retro, like the ugliest. Um. Apparently, at people like apparently, Ducks players aren't happy with Anaheim's. Oh, I didn't hear that. I thought that was a nice jersey. Oh, I think they're great too. But I just think this, like the setup with the pants. I just think players don't like them. Um, I hate the Jets reverse red shows, By the yeah. way, yeah, those are ugly. Actually, yeah, I'm I'm with you there too. The Jets ones aren't that good. They aren't even reverse red shows either, but they're still an ugly jersey. Yep. At least the Islanders made a nice jersey. Um. Sure. That's the podcast. Thank you very much for uh, for listening and watching. Obviously, you can watch this on YouTube. Uh, I'll make clips of this that you can watch on YouTube, like other clips from the podcast. Is there a, a segment from the podcast that you want to see on YouTube, Scott? I don't know. I think the, the good, bad insert adjective was kind of funny. So I'll, I'll mix that in with the mailbag. Uh, we're on Instagram, obviously, uh, at Speak Your Peace. Uh, Scott has Instagram credentials, if you didn't know. I feel like some people didn't know that, but Scott's on the Insta, so DM Scott. Um, yeah. Hey, and now people don't know whether it's going to be you responding or me. It's, it's, all, it's always a – you have to guess. It's Speak Your Peace. It's, there you go, Speak Your Peace. Uh, by the way, uh, Eric Brickell mentioned that I should discuss Keep Our Fitness uh on today's pod on as a good what regard like why? as a good as a good bad or insert adjective oh. uh, uh and i totally botched that 
Um, um I, I don't follow it myself personally. I don't follow his uh, his fitness, so I, I don't know. Save that for next part. Let's save it for next week. Sure. So that way, well, we you can go follow it. We can get you know a, formulate a proper opinion, and then we'll go from there. I'm probably just gonna say it. It sucks. I don't watch his stuff. I mean, I'm sure it's just like any fitness page where it's like I did uh, PR squats of 425 today for three reps. So great job. Yeah. Um, we're on YouTube, of course. You can like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, we got hoodies. Please buy hoodies. Please pre-order hoodies. We've been trying to get you know some hoodie sales going. Uh, we're gonna be doing Twitch, by the way. Uh, we're going to be doing some Twitch uh, streaming, game streaming, probably after school is over. Um, probably just me streaming F1 2016 and Scott and I both streaming NHL 19. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, I mean, that's the podcast. It's been a great, great success. And of course, you know, tell your friends, tell your friends about Speak Your Peace. Um, I mean, we're big. We're becoming something. We're not nothing. We're getting there. Uh, fun, fun fact. We, I got a, a media from, or an email. Yeah, I got an email from uh, the media uh, director with the WHL. Oh. Who, uh, who uh, gave me a, a, a discount because I'm still technically a media member within the right. WHL uh, for the WHL Live. Oh, wow. So I'm, I'm now able to watch uh, WHL games. That's sick. I know. Who'd have thunk? There you go. <laughs> we're serious. We're something. Are you, are you going to get media creds for the next in-person Mem Cup? Hopefully. Uh, we'll see. Probably not this time around. I I can't. I don't see how they do it this year with. Uh, no, no, no. Like in 2022 or 23, whenever it gets to be in person again. Maybe. I'm not going to count out no next. Because I think next year it would technically be in Quebec. Yeah, it's a long way. That's a long way. So I'm not saying no, but I'm not saying yes. Maybe. You're also saving for uh, France Rugby World Cup. That's not yeah, I think I've already found that out. I think I've already figured out what I'm going to do. I think I've already got my schedule and itinerary lined up for that. Let's go. Including the 2023 Ryder Cup in Rome. Oh, is that where it is? That's where it is in 2023. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. So, anyways, that's the podcast. Thank you very much for watching. We hope you enjoyed. Please tell your friends. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you.